Hey, Courtney. Hey, Sasha. Why was six afraid of seven? Because seven, eight, nine. No, because sevens tend to look for a deeper meaning in everything, and nines are not very good with emotional issues and, like, introspection. Oh. It's spoop hour. a laugh about numbers. This is Spoop Hour, a paranormal comedy podcast hosted by two Halloweenies. I'm Sasha. I'm Courtney. We're afraid of numbers. We are afraid of numbers today because we're talking about numerology. But before we talk about numerology, you can find us on the internet. What? On social media and all that. Since when? At Spoop Hour on Twitter and Instagram. My God. And you can send us stories uh, at spoophour at gmail.com. Any spookiness happen to you? Yes. We've been off for a week because of the holidays. I know. So many things have happened. Oh, God. So many things. I have a new car. Turns Mm -hmm. out, last time we spoke, or I say we, last time we collectively spoke to you, the audience, Sasha and I have subsequently talked. Oh, yeah, we definitely have talked. (laughs) Even though it's in our writers that we can't make eye contact with each other and we deeply hate each other when we're not recording. (laughs) What? And this is the first Sasha's hearing of it. I didn't know. What's the opposite of a Christmas miracle? (laughs) The Krampus takedown. Krampus Takedown is the name of our Christmas episode. I'm writing it down. No, we, we're friends. I've told Sasha these things, but yes. when last I spoke to you guys, I was waiting to hear from the sure. auto repair place. Yeah. My car was totaled. The frame was hella bent. Technically, the person who hit me was inside of my trunk. Oh, lordy lord. Okay. So, RIP, my old car. I have a new car now, which is always spooky. But I did that on Black Friday. Spooky. And now I have to drive it spooky. And I'm doing better about that. I'm much, I'm getting slowly but surely less jumpy. It's bad in situations that are like the accident or anytime someone is driving a white van behind me. Mm -hmm. I get really tense. But anyway, that's that. But like the spookiest thing that happened while my mom was visiting over Thanksgiving, part of why we didn't record an episode, I looked out the window because we were in my living room. My mom, my brother, and I were watching, like, some cooking show. Sure. It's the, yeah. It's the holidays. So we're watching it, and I just, like, glance out the window, and then I was like, hmm, I'm going to take a picture of these woods. Because I was like, is that a man in that tree? Oh, it's a hunting blind. Yes. But I There's don't... a hunting blind in I know. I was like, what? this is a neighborhood. Are That's you allowed to hunt here? Public park, <laughs> technically. Excuse you, sir. And, like, I don't even know if he had a weapon because I couldn't see it. And, like, you can't see it in the picture. Yeah. I was, like, genuinely, I was like, is he just, like, sitting there? And he sat there till dark and there were no gunshots. He just fucking sat there for, like, four hours. And That's I was like, the, what the fuck are we the doing? The only other thing that it could have been was if he was, like, a wildlife researcher and was just sitting very, very still. still. He was He was dressed in camouflage 
which is why I was like, is he hunting? But like, deer don't go back there because it's like mushy marshland. Yeah, they come so, across like our grass. Yeah. The grass behind your place. Yeah, because it's then, solid. And then they take a different path back through the woods because right behind there is swamp. Yeah, and so he was in a tree that's in the swamp part and was like, hanging out. <laughs> and I, I glanced over and I was like, wait the fuck? <laughs> like, I looked back and I, like, took the picture and then, like, way zoomed in and I'm like, yeah, that's definitely a dude. What? There's what? some part of me that's like, shit, I wish I still lived. <laughs> so I could just, like, have, like, just be looking out. <laughs> it turns out he's just, like, a really enthusiastic bird watcher, but then we're watching the bird watcher. Yeah. It's like the who watches the watchman who watches the, the bird, bird watchers. Watcher. <laughs> and it's me. It's just Next me. time that happens, just call me and I'll come I will. zooming back. I'll be like, Sasha, get over here. <laughs> I'll this drive is not a drill. The other side of the town that we both live in. <laughs> and then he'll disappear and you'll be like, there hasn't been a man in the hunting blind here in a four to seven years. <laughs> and then I'll die. My um, favorite thing about going to my grandparents' house is that they live on a hundred acres of land. And so sometimes I'll just like, like walk. the poo? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I'll, I'll walk around the hundred acres and then just like find random ass hunting blinds and like random ass oh. little like like hunting cottages. Nice. And I have to be like, Grandma, do you know that there's hunting blinds in back 40? And she's like, oh, yeah, yeah. There's, you know, we have some neighbors who use it. They, they keep an eye on it for the deer and all that. And I'm like, and okay. Because they have like a like a whole like functioning little like hut back there. And she's like, yeah, I know. And I'm like, yeah. all right. I, I will say like another thing that threw me, my understanding of like hunting blinds is they're like structures. This genuinely looked like oh. he just like staple gunned a chair to a tree. Yeah, no, we have one of those. There, there's one of those on the thing where I was, I like climbed it. Climbed up a bit, yeah. and I was like, this is a chair. I was like, this is just a chair and a tree, and I could just, like, fall out yeah. in a second. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so shout so out now. to that guy. Suburban. Like, suburban hunter, hunter man. man. <laughs> you guys. And I'm then gonna, like, go out there now with, like, a little card and, like, some duct tape, and then, like, leave and be like, to the... I have questions. I, we have many questions. We're, you're not in trouble. Just... <laughs> <laughs> what are you looking at back here? I'm going to do the thing where you, like, set up a pulley system. So, yeah. like, I'll make a little basket and I'll, like, pulley Pull the it. basket over. And in the basket will be, like, a block of cheese because I'm not an asshole. <laughs> and then, like, a note that's like, what you doing, buddy? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, and then the other spooky thing that happened to me, I've seen Knives Out now twice. I saw it the I day... I saw it once today. Nice. I saw Knives Out twice. Yeah. And <laughs> so... Which is a very good movie. Everyone should go movie. see it. Yes, absolutely. It was very fun. It's, it's sort of like... People have been comparing it to Clue, and I don't think that's a fair comparison because Clue is like a straight comedy. Mm -hmm. This is very much a murder mystery. This is like a straight up it, like Agatha Christie yeah. pot boiler. Like you're gonna go in, you're gonna be like, "Ooh, who that, done it?" That's like, what I liked the most about it was that it was such a good like Agatha Christie mm -hmm. murder mystery that I feel like I haven't seen in pop culture in, in a long so time. long. Yeah, and it was so good and like. Before I knew what it was mm -hmm. and, like, the level of murder or violence that it had. I mean, yeah. the whole movie's called Knives Out and it keeps sent all the marketing materials center around knives. knives. I actually read through the entire plot synopsis, including the end. Oh! But when I saw it today, I, like, completely forgot because I was nice, so enthralled you were which in was, it. like, with what was happening. I wasn't even thinking about, like, what's the next process. Yeah. I was, like, trying to figure it out and then realized, like... Oh, wait, like, three weeks ago, I read, like... I know what's happening. Yeah, I knew what happened. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, for me, like, I went into it pretty blind because, like, I had seen the trailer mm -hmm. and, like, the Red Band trailer where Chris Evans says, eat shit a bunch. I went in mostly cold, and I was just like, yay, I'm excited to solve a yeah. mystery. And, like, what I like about it and what I really appreciate it, and this is going to sound like I'm humble bragging, I'm really not. What I like is that there are enough clues that you can solve 
the mystery. Mm -hmm. Because I don't like when it comes out of nowhere where it's like, this makes no goddamn sense. Like, the Pretty Little Liars and the Riverdales Mm -hmm. where it's like, oh, okay, I guess this is... This is what we're doing. Okay, I guess. But like this, there was just enough where I kept being like, hmm, it's interesting that that happened when we know this to be true and that to be true. Hmm. Yeah. There was a woman, like, towards the end, I think it was like the second to last, like, clue that was unraveled. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. like when Daniel Craig is kind of doing, like, the rundown of yeah. what happened. I love that. The woman behind us blurted out, oh, so that did. <laughs> And then Daniel Craig said the thing, and then everyone like laughed and turned oh. around, and I just hear her going, "Oh my god!" Oh, she just she got caught up. She in got it. caught up it's and amazing. yelled at the screen. It was so funny. Amazing. So obviously, like murder mystery was in my head. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Hosier was in my head because I got to drive, so I got to pick the music. So there's a lot of Hosier and like Hosier Pandora stations. And so those two things combined into an epic dream last night where I dreamt that I went to another Hosier concert and he had handpicked a focus group because he was piloting. He wanted to do like a murder mystery dinner that was a music concert. And he was explaining to us the mechanics of the murder and he had us try it out where it's like you drink this juice and then you smell your hand and your blood's going to smell sweet and that's how you know you've been poisoned but you're not really poisoned. And it didn't work. And I'm like, if I can offer some constructive criticism, what if you make it about you're already poisoned and we make it about finding the antidote so you just don't have to change the fundamental structure of it it's just a question mm. of like whether it worked and he did not take my constructive criticism oh geez so a black and i told i told my jack this and he's like maybe he's not perfect after all and i'm like no he still is he just <laughs> does, he doesn't know yet how into murder i <laughs> and I that went was to my dream ikea yesterday to pick up some stuff nothing spookier because i every time i go to ikea i still think about the novel horror store <laughs> I just, like, cannot separate Stormer. those two things at all. But but there's one particular room in the showroom that is, like, my ideal, like, dream study if I could, like, have a room that has, like, my own study. And <laughs> we went into it, and I was like, I just love this room so much. And Jack goes, this looks like an escape room. <laughs> yeah, like- <laughs> and I was like... Oh, maybe that's why there's, I like it. So there's much. a point in Knives Out where one of the characters comments on the house and is like, the man basically lived in a clue board. And I'm like, we can do that? Yeah. Dream. Yeah. <laughs> like, it is, it, everything there was like so overtly decorated, like, yeah. like an escape room. Yeah, basically. love it. I don't know if anything spooky happened to Nothing. me. It's just that by the time I got to last Thursday, someone asked me how my Thanksgiving was. And I was like, telling them about, like, yeah, I, I feel like, you know, even though I had three Friendsgivings and two yeah. Thanksgiving dinners, I still have, like, there's, like, food that I want to eat that I didn't get to eat on Thanksgiving mm. or at the Friendsgivings that I, like, I still have, like, kind of Thanksgiving hole in my, sized hole in my stomach that I just, like, want to fill. Also, this is not a spoiler review of the movie. There were so many good sweaters. All I want to do is crawl into that world and, like, rub my face on some people. They live in Massachusetts. Because all of their sweaters, sweaters. like... I know we've all heard about Chris Evans and his one sweater, which, like... there are a lot of really good sweaters. there were a lot, like, hers in the final scene, I'm like, I'm gonna rub my face on that fucking sweater. And then, Mm. like, he's got some other good ones, and, like, other people in the cast have, like, a lot of good sweaters in this goddamn movie that I want to rub my face on. Great movie, and I can't wait to see it again. Yeah. Oh, but yeah, and then I was like, yeah, but like Thanksgiving was a whole two weeks ago, and I feel sure. like by now it should have like been like I should I should just be over it by now. And then they looked at me and they're like, Sasha, Thanksgiving was a week ago, <laughs> and I was like, no. Yeah, that's that's basically where and I'm at. Where I'm like, I can't believe I'm not over my car accident trauma yet. And I'm like, oh, that happened two weeks ago. But like, <laughs> but like, there's three weeks between Thanksgiving break and winter break, 
And in my head, two weeks had already oh, passed. Oh no! So and there's now still there's this two more weeks to go before I can like rest and recharge. It because, okay. Like, when that's the thing. Like <laughs> the Sunday of Thanksgiving break, right before we went back to work, I felt really guilty for like playing video games all day and oh. not doing any work. And Jack was like, "But." You've been so busy. Yeah. Like, this entire break. Take You're allowed to take a break. And I was yeah. like, but I can't. And it was a whole thing. Yeah, that's absolutely been me yeah. the past two fucking weeks. Yeah. So I can't take a break. Although yesterday, after after we came back from Ikea, I ate my lunch and I fell asleep on the couch for three hours. So, you know, sometimes your body is like, hey, fuck you. Hey, how about you take a break, bitch? <laughs> and then I went to a Christmas party. Nice. So, let's get into, I guess, the listener story. Oh, right. And then we'll get into numerology. <laughs> I got so excited about Knives Out that I'm like, there's nothing else we have there's to talk really, about. Yeah, We're just going to talk Knives about... Knives Out hour <laughs> this for 20 is, minutes. If you'll excuse me, I have to pull out my charts. In the next 40 minutes, we're going to spend talking about the hierarchy of sweaters yes. in the film and the degree to which I both, one, appreciate the sweater, and two, want to rub my face on it because it looks soft. First slide, please. <laughs> old-fashioned slide clicker <laughs> thank you <laughs> all right so this comes from cassie and cassie's amazing so cat <laughs> sorry that was a terrible intro <laughs> cassie you're amazing you're amazing i just i'm remembering what the first part of the story is about and i'm like it's it warmed my cold dead heart yes so anyway cold dead heart warming Woo! anyway Cassie writes, Hello, lovelies. I wanted to start out by saying thank you. After listening to your episode, I like Big Pumpkins and I Cannot Lie, on September 30th, which, God, I love that episode. That was a fun one. So I'm glad you guys liked it, too. Anyway, Cassie writes, I came home to my partner snacking on a bag of pumpkin seeds. I asked him if he wanted to do a prosperity charm I just learned. Because remember the pumpkin seed one we did? We did, and exactly a month later, October 30th, my boss got management's approval to promote me. Ah! She had been trying to convince them to do so for about three years, so I can't help but think the prosperity charm did the trick. Ah, Isn't that amazing? That's I was so like, great. Oh, that's so good. Yay. Congratulations, Cassie. You heard it here first, folks. We're so proud. Prosperity charm works. Go eat pumpkin seeds. Go back to that episode and listen if you forgot how the pumpkin charm works. But it fucking works. Anyway. She goes on, as a thank you, I joined the Patreon and want to share another spoopy thing that happened to me. Ah! Thank you. Also, thank you for supporting us on Patreon. Ah! That was so cute. I was like, aww. Anyway, <laughs> I, my heart made the sound that Sasha just made. <laughs> my actual voice doesn't go that high, but my heart made that sound. <laughs> my partner, our dog, and I will often hike up in the mountains above Ojai, California. Nice. Right? Gorgeous. Good okay. job. Also, tell me about your dog. Please and thank you. Actually, you can, if you want to just, like, respond to this email and send me a picture of your dog, I would love it. Ooh. So, do that. Anyway, one summer's day about four years ago, we were doing just that. The area we hike around in butts up against Los Padres National Forest, so the area varies from creeks to mountain terrain to thick wooded areas. I know, Courtney, stay out of the forest. In this case, we probably should have. You took the words out of my mouth. Don't go outside, you guys. (laughs) It's bad out there. (laughs) Feeling adventurous, we took a left turn down a path we hadn't taken before. Mistake, Cassie, girl. I did that when I was hiking this summer, and... My parents and I have and went, never seen out. again. <laughs> Very far from <laughs> where we needed to be. The path became fairly narrow with a lot of trees and thick underbrush surrounding it. After about 20 minutes, we came across a huge clearing. There were makeshift log benches, uh-oh, set up in a circle around a fire pit. It seemed to be an unofficial campsite that was used pretty frequently. 
See, this is how we're different. You're like, oh, unofficial campsite. I'm like, weird cult. No, that's my brain immediately went like, oh, girl, you're in danger. <laughs> it's the Satanists. I've seen Blair Witch. I know what happens next. <laughs> also, why did my parents let me watch Blair Witch? I don't know. Anyway, my mom's going to email me and be like, I didn't want to. Shout out to my mom. <laughs> we took a break on one of the log benches. No, Cassie. <laughs> we noticed that... Oh, no. We noticed that symbols we didn't recognize were carved into the log and traced into the dirt in front of it. Cassie! Cassie. No! Come on. No! You're killing me. No! The dirt markings look pretty fresh. I started to get the creeps and suggested we continue on. Thank you! (sighs) As we took the path up, I could... (gasps) Oh, my God. Sorry. I don't mean to gasp. Remember how, like, 20 seconds ago, I was like, Cassie, you should send me a picture of your dog. Mm-hmm. I scrolled down to the bottom of the email. She sent a picture of her dog. <laughs> Are you eavesdropping, Cassie? Can Bless you time it. travel? Bless. Cassie, we're off to you. Anyway. It's the weird runes that were on the bench. <gasps> Cassie now has, like, psychic but, abilities to see into the future. And yeah. she's like, Courtney's going to want a picture, picture of my, my dog. dog. We'll look at that in a second. Anyway, we took the path up again, and immediately after clear- the clearing, it got so narrow that we could only pass in a single line. Yeah, that's so that the cult can pick you off more easily, Cassie. The forest around us was thicker than any than around any other path I'd been on in the area. Suddenly, my dog let out a long, low growl. Uh-oh. We stopped, looked around, and shrugged it off as him noticing a forest critter. As we continued, our dog began to make the low growls with increasing frequency and seemed to be paying attention to the thick brush to our right. His hackles were fully raised and his eyes were fixed on a section of the, brush- the bushes to the right. We couldn't see or hear anything. No movement, no shapes or shadows, no rustling or sticks cracking. Just stillness except for our dog's now constant growling. We decided to get the fuck out of there and rushed back to the other direction, zoomed through the weird-ass clearing, and didn't rest until we got back to an area we were familiar with. I have no clue what our dog was growling at. Mountain lion? Sure, there are plenty in those hills. Some sort of sneaky-ass cryptid that makes zero noise but can be sensed by dog noses? Maybe. This is my theory. Isolated cult members waiting for unsuspecting hikers to stumble onto their commune? Possibly. No, Cassie. Definitely. Definitely. (laughs) That's 100% what's happening here. All I know is I am super grateful to my overly protective dog because who knows what was lurking in the forest. As a bonus, below is a photo of my little dingus. Oh, dingus. This wouldn't be the last time his growls would save me, but that's another story. Heart Cassie. Cassie, send us that story too. And send us, oh, look at him. Oh, Oh, I love him. Oh, he looks like my uh, dog's, or my uncle's late dog, um, Chicklet. He looks like he's got some Australian cattle dog in him. Mm. Also, is that the dinosaur Pusheen? I think so. Cassie, please be my friend. (laughs) this is courtney let's hang out (laughs) and show me more pictures of your dog anyway thank you cassie if you have accidentally stumbled across a blair witch-esque cult in the woods email spoofhour@gmail.com and include a picture of your pet bird dog lizard cat i'll take it i'll probably think it's cute i'm very easily pleased i i love a good hiking horror story yeah it somehow still doesn't deter me from hiking i was gonna say for me Every hiking story is a horror story because the real horror is hiking. <laughs> anyway, we're talking about numerology today. Yep. Numbers. What is it? We just don't know. Numbers. Numbers. Numerology. Yep. So I have a quick background of like okay. numerology shit and mm-hmm. then like some real quick like big numbers in mm. numerology that have like associations and then like 
Yeah. Yeah. I did find a dumb Reddit story, but we can, we can get into that. I got, I have the numbers that are important to us. Nice. So our uh, life path number, our cool. sun number, cool. and then looking at also a couple other like double digit numbers that are important to us. And mm-hmm. then like our horoscopes for being born on the 10th of the month. Yes. Being born on the 15th of the month. Yes. And then our kind of December outlook. Nice. Yeah. And then maybe our 2020 outlook if we're, we've got time. Numerology. Do you want to go into basics? Yeah, basics. Okay, cool. So this comes... (laughs) Basic ask numbers is what we call numerology. This comes from astrology.com and Wikipedia. Give them some money. They're doing their end of the year campaign push. They did a big one on Giving Tuesday, which was this past week. But if you missed that, go ahead and kick on over to Wikipedia and give them three bucks if you're able to. Because they are the best. Anyway. Numerology is the belief that certain numbers have a mystical relationship to particular events, words, names, and concepts. So basically, if you boil everything down to its core essences, those essences have numbers. Mm -hmm. There are different types of numerology, including a numerology portrait, birth numerology, which Sasha's going to get into. Mm -hmm. You also have name numerology, which gets you your soul urge, personality number, and power number. So your soul urge... That's S-O-U-L, not like, so soul as in like your your spirit, not as in like the only, that, that kind of soul. So your soul urge is your inner desires and what makes your soul happy. So that's like what mm. nurtures your spirit, you do it, it brings you joy. It also, name numerology will also give you your personality number. Mm-hmm. So that's how you present yourself to others. So the parts of you that are on public display. So like if mm. we were to ask people who knew you to describe you, what they're describing also likely matches your personality number. And then it also gives you your power number, which are the best parts of your character. So the parts about yourself that are just the bomb diggity. Spoiler alert, it's all of you because you're rad. Anyway, usually numerology gets lumped in with astrology as a sort of like pseudoscience, divination-y thing that tells us about ourselves. Though the term numerology is fairly new and rose to prominence in the early 1900s in England, so like probably around the time Wicca was coming to be in early 1900s Mm -hmm. UK, they were also getting into, like, numerology. Like, the word numerology was first written down in publication that, like, made it to this day in 1907. So, pretty new as a term, but the concept itself has been around since, like, ancient times Mm -hmm. and has been present in a ton of cultures. So, Egypt, Babylon, China, and Japan are just some of the ones that have their own variations on it. Mm -hmm. So, this is where a lot of the roots of, like, what are good luck numbers and what are bad luck numbers in each individual culture come from. Yeah. And so that's all got its roots in numerology, mm-hmm. but it wasn't called that. It was just number stuff. Yeah. Anyway. But it was good old Greek philosopher Pythagoras who was like, hey guys, guess what? Numerology. Fucking rules. You're welcome. <laughs> that's how Pythagoras talked. Don't at me, members of the Pythagorean family. <laughs> Basically, Pythagoras thought that because mathematical concepts were quote unquote more practical, mm-hmm. Basically, he felt that, like, because we could identify numbers and we could classify numbers more easily than certain other things and we could regulate them, Mm -hmm. it's sort of like its own secret language. So, like, if you could figure out that language, you could figure out how the world worked. Because everything in the world, Pythagoras thought, corresponded with a number in some way, shape, or form. Yeah. So, like, fire probably has a number. Water probably has a number. He's like, everything is numbers. Let's fucking do this. Let's get mystic powers. Also, triangles. (laughs) <laughs> that was a Pythagorean theorem joke. I passed geometry. Anyway, 
Cool. He, he even came up with the notion that letters could be assigned numerical values, mm-hmm. and that is very common today in modern numerology, so that's how you get, like, your name numerology mm. and shit, and that is known as the Pythagorean number system, oh. which is much less well-known than his theorem about the opposite angle to a right angle and a triangle is equal to the sum of the squares of the other two sides. That's mm. A squared plus B squared equals C squared. These are things that are in my brain forever. Anyway... The Roman Empire and Christianity were historically not fans of numerology, mostly because of its affiliation with, like, divination Mm. and witchcraft, which are things that, like, the Roman Empire and Christianity were kind of like, no thanks, bro. They sort of, like, not today sataned the entire concept. But even despite that, a lot of lore associated with particular numbers comes out of Christian religious tradition. Mm. So, for example, you've got the Jesus number, which is 888, which in Christian numerology represents either the general concept of Jesus or specifically Christ the Redeemer, possibly due to the numerology value of the Greek transliteration of the name Jesus, which is a long walk, but apparently that equals 888. Okay. In Jewish tradition, 888 may also be lucky because of its association with the eight nights of Hanukkah, where, you know, Mm. the oil was only supposed to last for probably about a night, but instead you got eight. In Chinese numerology, 888 means triple fortune. So if you have a phone number or address that has 888 in it, it is considered especially lucky. So all of those 1888 lines, super Super lucky. lucky. China's like, these people have the power. These people fucking get it. (laughs) Anyway, 888, weirdly, is also considered to be the opposite of 666, which is the number of the beast. Mm. Courtney, why is it the opposite? I could not fucking tell you. I tried. I was like, because, like, you would think that, like, okay, 666, the opposite of it would be, like, you rotate that bad boy around, you get 999, right? Wouldn't that make sense? It made sense to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, like, no, the internet's like, 888 is the opposite of 666. And then I'm like, okay, why? And the internet's like, fuck you. Don't ask why. why. Fuck you, that's why. (laughs) Fuck you, that's why. And I was like, okay. But, like, if you know, please email me. I tried to find it, and I was on a bunch of weird numerology websites. And all of them just kept coming back to 888 is the good one, 666 is the bad one. But why? And then I'm like, okay, let's try a different website. And then it's like, 888 is the Jesus one, 666 is the devil one. And I'm like, okay, I but... I still don't understand. But like, why, 8, 8, why is 888 the opposite of it? And it's like, no, it's fine. And then the next one, it was like, 888 is really good luck in China, 666, they don't really worry about it. I'm like, okay, but like, come on, guys. That, that sounds <laughs> like every conversation I had with my English 11 students this week. Oh, when no. When I was like, okay... We are annotating these graphic novel pages. <laughs> the first step is to annotate what you see. And no. then the second part is why. So if I point at this thing, you have to say, the artist <laughs> drew this because of some reason. If you're like, yeah, there's like a lot of black on this page. And I say, yeah, and you have to give me a reason. And a lot of them were like, because fuck there's you, a that's of, why. There's a lot of black on this page. I was like, okay, why do you think the artist did this? And they're like... Footage not found. Uh, <laughs> what did I... What? Yeah, that was that was how my research was going today. Oh I was God. like, just like, tell... Just I tell don't I, I don't want you guys to think I phoned it in. I really did try to figure out why 888 is the opposite of all these other websites that have phoned it in. They have. And like, even Wikipedia was like, here's a bunch of fucking Greek letters to explain each of the eights in biblical times and the Greek translation of the Bible. And I'm like... Okay, but like, why, why? is that the opposite of 666? <laughs> Nothing. Please. Anyway, the 666 one, that, that's like straight up Bible. That's from the book of Revelation in the New Testament. 
which says that the number of the beast is 666. That led me to a funny Reddit story that I will open now. This is on uh, the subreddit r slash occult. Good. And the subject line is spooky numerology thing I found, and this is from Random Sage. They said, someone's birthday as June 6th, 1986 with a nine life path, all zeros for their challenges, and all sixes for their cycle number. Life path nine, challenge numbers 0000, which is like (laughs) the most secure passcode, Kanye (laughs) West. (laughs) Period cycle numbers, 666. And they write, am I dealing with a stubborn soul or a demon spa that was never Ah! meant to exist? Am I freaking out over nothing? This is someone who's romantically interested in me. Grab the crystals and holy oils or chill out. Y'all need to help me. (laughs) (laughs) And then the the first batch, there's only eight comments, but the first three are like 666 does not equal demons because again, that's the straight up Bible part. So like a lot of numerology borrows from Christianity, but that's not necessarily if depending on how you're practicing your yeah. numerology, you're like, no, six six six, we're divorcing it from biblical nonsense. Mm-hmm. So the first response is like six 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 is not equal demons. One person goes, three, six, and nine are sacred numbers, more likely you found an old soul. One person goes, six 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 is not evil lol. That goes back to Revelations as was merely meant to indicate Nero as that was his name and the numerical value of Hebrew letters. Plus, the guy that wrote Revelations had been in isolation for 10 years, just saying entirely possible he was either eating some funky mushrooms or had gone a little crazy. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so that's the silly Reddit story I found about 666. And then in Christianity, you also get 3 and 7 having Jesus-y meanings that are related to, like, the Holy Trinity, mm. the crucifixion, and, like, when these certain things happen. So those have, like, Christian... And 7 of- tends to be seen as a lucky number. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And so some of that is based on Christian tradition. I mean, <laughs> Damn it. Anyway, Naruhodo means I see. I see. And so I just lapsed into Japanese. I'm Naruhodo. sorry. So what is a numerology portrait? Much like a birth chart in astrology, it's a personalized insight based on something pretty random. In this case, astrology.com calls it a quote-unquote mystic cheat sheet, which is adorable. May actually be the episode title. Basically, it gives you six numbers, three from your date of birth and three from your name. Earlier, we went into what the name ones are, Mm -hmm. and we're about to go into the birth numbers. Mm -hmm. But first, it's important to remember with numerology, one, this is not science. Mm -mm. I realize that because it's numbers, you think it's science. It really isn't. It's not. It's pretty much, like, if you want to enjoy it and you want to gain insight from it, great. In the same way that, like... If you hold on to a particular rock and it brings you comfort, great, do that. Yeah, it's like but, when we did our when we did our star charts. Yeah, it's like, like this, this is, is another thing to bring you comfort yeah. or center yourself or whatever. Yeah, this is an interesting thing yeah. that I'm going to read about, but like mm-hmm. I'm not going to make life choices because I have the number five or whatever. Yeah, you have the number eleven. <gasps> Spooky. We'll talk about it. Yay. Well, eleven or two. It. I'll, I'll explain. Oh, okay. I'll explain. And then two. No number is inherently good or bad. So mm-hmm. even if you've got a 666, like the Reddit person found, or a spooky four, because in like Jap- in Japanese and Chinese culture, four is a bad number. So because nine. Yeah, and nine because they sound like words that are bad. So death or suffering mm-hmm. in both languages. It doesn't mean you're doomed to misery if you have those numbers come up in your number chart. One of my cousins is born on April 9th. Ooh. And she's Japanese. <laughs> she's just like, yeah, it's whatever. <laughs> Although I bet when she has bad days, she's like, this is because I was born on fucking April 9th. (laughs) At least it, like, gives her, like, an excuse. And this is just, like, a little bit of fun before we get into some, like, specific numbers for Mm -hmm. us. 
since we recently had Thanksgiving and we're staring down the barrel of Hanukkah, Christmas, Kwanzaa, all the winter times, numerologist.com recommends calculating your family's numerology, particularly their life path number, before any holiday gathering so that you can keep the peace. So basically, like, if you can figure out their life path number, you're like, I understand. You have the number three. And so because you have the number three, you're like this. So to keep the peace at the dinner table, I'm going to say this thing and then ask you to patch the mashed potatoes because you're going to like that because you're a three. That's so funny. The other day, the Washington Post horoscope was all like, for some reason, like very holiday based oh. for the weekend. And like, I mean, and obviously it's December, and, yeah. but not every day has been holiday based. So I'm, I was like, for, for some reason, like Friday's horoscope was very like, oriented into like Christmas planning and like Christmas, all that. So like for some reason that day we had four different Libras sitting at the (laughs) lunch table. It was me and like three of my male coworkers who are all Libras. And the Libra horoscope was like, as you're making like, like big planning decisions for Christmas decorations, holiday planning, like whatever it is that you're doing for the holiday season, defer with your loved ones before making, you know, you know, big commitments. And I thought about it and went, but the loved ones I confer with about planning things are my mother and my fiance, and they're also Libras. So we're just going to so be like deferring like, to no, no, each no, no. other. Whatever no, what you do you want to do? do? No, no what do you want to do? It's fine. It's whatever. It's up to loop. you. When you figure out what signs your family members are, you can, yeah, like yeah. diffuse the situation by being like, I think you and I are not going to see eye to eye because you're an Aquarius. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas I, I could be like, I think you and I are not going to see it eye to eye because I'm an 11 and you're a... I'm, oh, I'm an eight. Oh, yeah. I'm an 11 and you're an eight, which sounds like I'm making a very bitchy comment about our respective hotnesses. <laughs> Listen up. <laughs> Listen up, four is a 10 is speaking. <laughs> Listen up, eight and 11 is speaking. My, my favorite thing, though, is that, like, when I'm teaching different, like, logical fallacies to my juniors when we're uh-huh. doing, like, marketing and persuasion, they're one of the examples that I use is actually like this uh, a comic that says like this pro- professor and I don't get along because he's an Aquarius and uh, <laughs> you know like I'm a I'm a whatever yeah I Leo whatever doesn't get along with Aquariuses yeah. and I use that as like a false thing where I'm like yeah guys I'm a Libra I don't give a shit what you're <laughs> like your star sign is if I give you a bad grade on something it's not because I don't like you it's because you didn't do what, what the rubric what the, or not even what I was asking just like what the rubric is assessing <laughs> Oh, man. I'm a Libra, and I'm here to tell you, your astrology is bullshit. (laughs) Do your homework. (laughs) As someone who also practices and has an interest in astrology myself, (laughs) astrology is bullshit. Do your work. (laughs) You guys want me to do your star chart? Okay, let me pull this down. It says you need to study for your fucking finals, asshole. You're never going to get a good job if you don't. Like the week before winter break, oh my just God. like the last class for each one, if they've been good, just be like, okay, who wants me to do their birth chart? My and they just like pull though. the stars out and be like, oh, that's interesting. It says you should read a book over your winter My break. My favorite thing though is like the only student who I have this year who knows that I have a, like a paranormal podcast. Mm-hmm. She and I sit and talk about our star charts <laughs> <laughs> at least once a month. We're like, how is this month looking for you? <laughs> Miss your name. I, I understand that you assigned a lot of homework, but I just want you to know this is my star chart right now. And you're like, oh my God, I'm so, I'm sorry. so sorry. I understand. Here's a late pass. So 
I calculated our life path number and then also our sun number, which is a little bit different. I also looked at, when you said name numerology, I went and I put our full names in. So to calculate our life path numbers, it was the month, the day, and the year you put into numbers. Mm -hmm. And so my birthday is October 15th and... October is 10. Yes. So I take the number one, okay. the number zero, okay. and I add them and I get one. Wow. 15 is one and five, becomes six. Wow. And then 1990 becomes 19. You're so good at total, math. Right? And then then you have to reduce everything down to like single digits. So okay. then 19 became 10 because one, one plus nine is 10. And, and then, then 10 became one. became one. Okay. So my life path number is eight. Your birthday is October 10th, one, one, and then 27. And then nine. Okay. Okay. And then that gave me a light, gave you a life path number of 11. But there are a lot of places where, okay, 11 counts as a life path number, mm -hmm. but other people might even reduce it further down to two. So that's okay. why I said, that's why like, you said. Okay. it's 11 or two, depending on a couple of variables. Mm -hmm. For 11s, which is you, it's actually considered a master number because it's <gasps> one of yes, the bitch. few, it's one of the few compound numbers. Pew, I think pew. the other ones are. One of them was 22. I saw, and then, I I saw think, a thing. It wasn't yeah. super interesting, but it was like, 22 is a master number. And mm -hmm. I was like, okay, yeah. cool. <laughs> and so 11 is also one as well, because it, according to The Secret of the Tarot... It a very retains, source. Yeah, it retains its own vibrational essence, and it's not commonly reduced to a single root number, but sometimes... Like, when you go look up, like, oh, what's my horoscope today? Right, right, right. It'll only go up one through nine. It won't give, like, a reading for 11. So oh, okay. then you have to reduce down to two. Gotcha. So basically, it's indicative of, of extremely high spiritual attainment, and you kind of have to reach a fairly high state of spiritual evolution. So oftentimes, 11 will be depicted as number 11 slash 2 instead. Oh. I'm um, like an ace. In right. poker. Yeah. And blackjack. <laughs> so so we get two because we've combined the, the numbers, right? Mm -hmm. So the number two is actually a highly emotional and intuitive number, mm -hmm. which is associated with the high priestess card in the major <gasps> arcana. Yes. And then basically 11 is performing on the stage and two is kind of doing the backstage stuff gotcha. or like cleaning up afterwards. So 11 is a highly spiritual number balancing the intuitive qualities of the high priestess with the leadership and creative qualities of the magician. Those whose lives are informed by the number 11 are spiritually sensitive and charismatic, cooperative, and independent. Oh, the energy so nice. of 1 and 2 are similar to the primordial energies of yin and yang found in Taoism. This energy of 1 is independent and charismatic, and then 2 is intuitive and creative. Mm. So with 11, those energies combine to have that master number. You are very much like dynamic in your spirituality, and you're, you have got charismatic charm, and you can very strongly cooperate with others in a team. So yeah, you're doing great, sweetie, basically. Yay! Uh, Thank by you, being numbers. 11. I super believe in numerology now, you guys, because that was <laughs> because, really nice. Yeah. Um, so number eight then. Oh, um, real quick about yeah. number oh. 11. According to tokenrock.com, <laughs> number 11s are known as the healer. Ooh. And other 11s include Michael Jordan, Bill Clinton, eh, Prince William, eh, David Beckham, Ronald Reagan, Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart, and Harry Houdini, which is a... Fascinating. Very confusing. And then like Life Path 2s are... 
Barack Obama, Tony Blair, ugh, Jennifer Aniston, hey. Amelia Earhart, oh. Meg Ryan, hey. Jennifer Lopez, and Jackie Kennedy. Oh so God. what I'm hearing is I should be in rom-coms. Basically. Cool. That's what I'm hearing. So I'm a number eight, and so there's really no like hemming and hawing of what number I am. I'm or just... the number eight, you mean the powerhouse? Oh, what? That's right? cool. I am, I am the mitochondria. <laughs> If you if you guys aren't aware, there's like a people are as an example of like the weird shit we remember from public school educations that does so like not a help squared us. Plus b squared equals c, c squared. squared. I don't use that shit in my day to day life. And then the like Power. pinnacle is mitochondria is the powerhouse, powerhouse of the, the cell. cell. <laughs> so I like have a powerhouse. Up. Yay! Who are the notable nut eights? Includes Giorgio Armani, Neil Armstrong, Lance Bass, Warren Beatty, Kate Beckinsale, Halle Berry, Jessica Biel, Bjork, Kate Blanchett, Helena Bottom Carter, Sandra Bullock. We should be in a rom-com together. We really should be in a rom-com. How have we oh not been God. in a rom-com? There's so many. <laughs> There's so many. Deepak Chopra, Cindy Crawford, Penelope Cruz, Matt Damon, Ted Danson, Hilary Duff, Bob Dylan. What? That's amazing. Yep. All right. So number eights are usually people who are assertive, determined, and responsible. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> They're also the mitochondria. (laughs) It brings skill with finances and business, though it's consistently misunderstood as the number of money and power. Oh. I, okay. (laughs) People should make sure to balance number eight with numbers that also will help them maintain their discipline and keeping touch with their humanity. Oh. Apparently number eights are more like Poseidon or Kronos. Ooh, you're (laughs) going to eat all your children. Yes, basically. (laughs) And someone who, or party with mermaids. It's uh, your choice. They would be like a very powerful decision-making person, which is funny because I hem and haw about. I was everything. gonna say, I was like, not according not to your holiday horoscope, um, but your ho ho horoscope. The number eight is also known as the ba- number of balance and harmony, which makes sense. Yeah, that makes le- more yeah. sense with you. The number eight is composed of basically two full circles. Or like the number, it's like a karmic equalizer, both the destroyer and creator, the force that regulates life, uh, cycles of life, death, and rebirth. You're the sun. I am the sun. Um, I can find practicality and realism on the spiritual plane, and I do try to look at power and money (laughs) to get (laughs) results, and I'm disciplined and perseverant in trying to achieve a goal. Nice. Um, But I can also be a bit aggressive, and I can become easily frustrated and lack a certain tolerance for like annoying people, which makes sense. Homest among Homest us. among us. <laughs> yeah, so it's it's apparently a very masculine number. So, sun number two, that is you. Yes. I calculated this by adding one plus one. <gasps> because That's so hard. Because your sun number is just your birth, your actual, like, day and month. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, so people who have a sun number two take careful and deliberate approaches to changes. Mm-hmm. They weigh the pros and cons. Twos consider future consequences, and then they make their moves. They yeah. tend to avoid direct confrontations, preferring instead to apply tact and diplomacy. They have no trouble drawing support from others and share their troubles and successes easily. Twos are intuitive and sense changes before... Intuitive? Intuitive. <laughs> and cha- sense changes before they become evident. Their understanding of human nature and cunning intellect generally serves their number well. Mine is really nice. Yeah, but if you're not careful, it can also easily tempt a two into conning others into doing things they later regret. I do worry about that. You have a good sense of timing, uh, but you also surrender to the inevitable quickly and sometimes allow yourself to be beaten down without much of a fight. Oops. But you are resilient and you will quickly rise again. (laughs) You are sympathetic to the plight of others, but if tempted, they can also easily fall prey to selfish and greedy tendencies. You are... (laughs) 
highly sensual and tend Ooh. to put your partner first. <laughs> uh, but you know, how, and you know how to please and Gross. how to be pleased. Gross. <laughs> That's no one's business. <laughs> you can get out now. of my business. Get out of your business. <laughs> Um, I'm, I'm taking it personally. It's a fucking number thing. I'm a number seven. <laughs> Are you highly sensual? I added the number one plus one and five. One and five. So yep. I'm a number seven. All right. So <laughs> I don't take anything at face value, and I tend to search for deeper meaning in everything. That's why. <gasps> That's six why is six is afraid of seven. Of seven. <laughs> Changes don't bother a seven, but the seeming apathy for change sometimes means they don't get the attention they require. Ooh. A seven might be an introvert in hiding or an extrovert vice versa, but either way, both sides exist within this person. That makes sense because I am kind of an introverted extrovert mm. or an extroverted introvert. Yeah. Depends on the day. Sure. Dreamers, but not materialistics, and their dreams are more utopian and lofty, which is interesting because my eight said that I was materialistic. Or I like money. <laughs> it's almost like these numbers are kind of random. Wait. So, few things bother a sun number seven more than being in an environment of superficial lightweights and noisy extroverts. There's Uh-oh. nothing. To be I'm f- a noisy extrovert. There's nothing to be found there but wasted time and energy. Oh, no! I'm so sorry. <laughs> Often opinionated to a fault, sevens tend to have a handful of close friends while everyone else is a stranger. Interestingly, while they tend to control, if not hide, their emotional side, many with a seven sun number choose the fields of psychology and psychiatry. Interesting. Mm. Um, sevens are extremely curious and have a scholarly nature but not a conventional one. In fact, there's very little that's conventional about a seven as they are often more eccentric. <laughs> I would say a lot of my coworkers would call me eccentric. <laughs> I am, like, what it's that it? thing where you realize that you're the weird coworker. I was going to say, in love, seven is a late bloomer. True. <laughs> um, deeply sensual. Deep, no. <laughs> their interests are mostly on the spiritual and intellectual plane, so not much the physical. When a seven finally falls in love, it doesn't really know how to handle it, uh-huh. And as a result, tends to try for a platonic relationship first. But once the ice is broken and the physical side of the romance comes to life, the seven proves to be a great lover. Oh my god! <laughs> giving That's and caring. no one's business! <laughs> the happiness of its partner. Um, oh, it's so easy uh, that it does that. I don't with, like it. Is, as with anything else the seven tries, it'll work on becoming the best. The seven is no difference in romance. <laughs> You're like, I'm going to be the best lady you ever fucking have. (laughs) The seven is very considerate and a truly invaluable asset. Conscious of the needs and expectations of this partner. I love numerology.com. That's hilarious. Oh, my God. The sun number seven tends to fall in love much less than any of the other numbers, but when it happens, it takes over and becomes its first and foremost priority. And who wouldn't want to play that role? If you are a one, three, five, six, seven, or nine, you have a chance of snarling the heart, snaring the heart of a seven. That's so many numbers. But what were you? Were you too, right? Yeah. Yeah, you don't have a chance with me. Sorry. You guys, the only reason <laughs> I was doing this podcast was because I thought I still had a chance. You, like, um, I realize you're marrying somebody else and, like, <laughs> you know, we've never expressed romantic interest in each other and we've known each other for a gajillion years. A gajillion years. And, like, but neither. Is- but, like, this is... If that ship has sailed, then I'm going to see myself out. This is my house. So, bye, guys. All right. So, numerology.com also has double-digit numbers. So, I'm going to do just our birthdays. Okay. Okay. So, so 10. So, that applies to both of us. Yes. Powerful. Deeply sensual. (laughs) Highly compatible, even if numerology.com says that you don't have a chance, Courtney. That's so funny. Um, (laughs) 10s are power. So, powerful leader. Sharply focused. Ruthless in the pursuit of goals. All right. (laughs) 15. Loving, forgiving, and tolerant. 19. I know what numbers are. Okay. Strong. (laughs) Strong and individualistic, self-reliant, and confident. 
89 is given to travel and hates to be alone. Yeah, that's, that's um, fair. 90 is self-sacrificing and humble, often religious. I'm not religious, but I'm pretty spiritual. Mm. All right, let's look for number 69. Nice! Very responsible and self-sacrificing. I don't think that's true. So, born, being born on the 10th of the month. Nice! Your strengths, you're highly ambitious and yearn for independence. Kick, kick, um, kick. You possess leadership abilities and a strong drive for success. Let's see, you do, 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 do. you want to live according to your dream, to have courage and stamina to overcome obstacles and win the independence you so deeply want. Sure. You possess a sharp mind and fine analytical skills. Oh. And you also have excellent managerial skills. You cool. plan well and organize people to carry out your plan. You are a planner. I am, that's true. But you are often frustrated by routine activities. That's you can become cool. dull and depressed if you are bound too tightly to the smaller details in life. Mm-hmm. In order to rescue yourself from such a fate, you take prudent risks. You assert yourself and you are a pioneer at heart, but you must live up to such a charge. Kick, kick, kick. Um, you can be stubborn and rigid when it comes to ideas that you feel strongly about, but you're loyal and devoted friend, and you can be demonstrative of your affections. can be highly com- competitive and suffer from jealousy when it comes to others, but because of that determination and creativity you possess, you can achieve much success. Yay! So that's for being born on the 10th. Yay! For being born on the 15th, it says I'm creative and artistic. I have a gift for language, which is not true. You kind of do. I, I speak yeah. too. Yeah, that's <laughs> was, more than a lot of people. <laughs> I was bad at French. Who cares? Who cares? There's a yearning within myself to ground within the family or community structure, but also a hint of wanderlust too, which makes grounding difficult. That's that true. That sounds like you. That sounds like me. I want the best in my life and I strive for it. Commitment to relationships, especially home and marriage, is a central issue in my life. I must be willing to bring out the best in my partner or the place I live. In the same way, I must truly commit to my own abilities and make the most of them. Honor and my talent and cultivate it with hard work and refinement. I need to, I always want to go back to my art, arts mm. and stuff. This says you should. I'm responsible, but keep to my own counsel and make my own decisions. I probably look young for my age that, yes. What? How does it know? How does it, what the fuck? I also look young for my age. Yeah, but How particularly for people who are born on the 15th. Okay. I don't, what a weird thing it's to so say. Funny. Again, it tells me that I have like sound business and financial instincts, like with the number eight, but I don't, I don't know that I do. I don't know that you don't either. I guess I did buy a house. Yeah. And I, I try to be thorough and conscientious for things. Considerable talents as a healer. I'm multi-talented. Da, 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 da. But I am very sensitive. Criticism has a very negative effect on me. Did you see that like mega Pikachu meme where the first one said, do not mess with me. And then the next one was like a zoomed in on his face and it said, I will cry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's me. Um, It's also me. Let's be real. (laughs) I tend to support others to the point of denying myself that I treat people as I would want to be treated, but then sometimes I can become too soft because of that. And then people will see me as an easy mark and abuse my well-worn shoulder upon which many tears have been shed. So I'm going to like con artists into your life and then like con you out of con things. Basically be, be more than a willing ear. You know, I got a bridge to sell you it's in Brooklyn. <laughs> so, That's a thing I, that I, con people do. I love numerology. Did you know that the music man is about a con artist? Yeah. I didn't. I didn't know what the fuck that was about other than it had 76 trombones in it. And when we did that at the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, I started the parade having that song memorized and I ended the parade, did not have it memorized anymore. I don't know where it went, but it went out of my head over the course of that like three hours. No, by the, like, we were still actively playing it and I was like, I don't remember this song That's anymore. so funny. So all, that was all I knew about it. And then like one time I was like, what is this about other than like 76 trombones, da ba da ba da And I looked it up and I'm like, holy shit, he's a con artist. He is. I did not know that. So, Does he like succeed in conning the people? I don't know. I oh. haven't gotten to the end. Man. Oh. No spoilers for the music man, you guys. Um, so <laughs> 2020. 
20 is a 4, which a 4 universal year in numerology because 2 plus 0 plus 2 plus 0 is 4. Also, that's a bad news number in Japan right. and China, but it which seems appropriate for 2020. But it represents order, responsibility, st- stability, family, home, manifestation, conservation, peace, physical reality, and practical solution. Can we maybe it's, get that in our election in it's 2020? It's the number of work or getting it done. God, I hope so. You will be f- <sighs> be asked in 2020 to be fully invested in creating a foundation for long-lasting success, security, and grounding by building something of value that stands stands the test of time. Okay. The number four should calm you down, focus on what matters, and ultimately support you to build your dreams. So in 2020, you'll have additional strength, discipline, and fortitude to work miraculous results for yourself. And this is for everyone. Because this is a 2020, like... Again, can can someone please tell our election? 2020 will create remarkable opportunities for you to take your foot off the brake and move forward with diligence and courage. With full commitment and conscious engagement, you can open doors to immense success, happiness, and financial flow in your life of 2020. So in terms of our personal years, so our our actual, like, the numbers, I'm going to go with two for you because I didn't have an 11 here. Cool. So for you, it's cooperation, new partnerships, balance, patience, peace, germination of seeds planted in your, you know, prior years. Cool. Um, You're focusing on relationships, diplomacy, slowing down, meticulous attention to details, correct timing, and trusting that your goals are being taken care of and listening to your intuition. Hmm. Guard against impatience, division, insecurity, because that will prevent you from making decisions. For me, as... Did I say I was an eight? I'm an eight. You're an eight. So my, for me, it's money manifestation, leadership, goals, Yours are all about strength, money. Power, Have you vision. been a capitalist this whole time? No, because I don't make a lot of money. I'm a teacher. No wonder we're not compatible. <laughs> strength, power, vision, energy expended on equal rewards. Focus on... Oh, you know what? But this is talking about like focusing on money matters, taking actions, and balancing the material and spiritual. And Maybe building strength and confidence a- to overcome obstacles. I have to plan a wedding, and oh. weddings are expensive. I was going to say, maybe next year you become a douchey Wall Street guy. <laughs> no, I bought my wedding dress the other day Yay! and watched my credit card statement, like, cry. <laughs> I mean, if it makes you feel any better, technically I have two car loans right now. Oh, Jesus So, <laughs> one of them is for a car that no longer exists because it was fucking total. I do like that <sighs> it also includes prosperity and rewards, which I take to being wedding registry presents. <laughs> Those are my rewards. For Your rewards are like a soup pot and like <laughs> an immersion blender Wonder. and like a welcome mat and a thing to make guacamole. Um, I need to, and so honors and ambition, but I need to guard against being afraid of success, doubting my own power to succeed, my perceived inability to follow through on goals. I'm a really lousy planner and I'm planning my wedding and it's very hard. <laughs> so I need to like not doubt You'll myself. You'll be fine. So yeah, that's our 2020s. I did calculate our names, and that was actually really funny, because for the there's like three different numbers. You get your name number, which is your destiny number, your soul urge number, which is your heart's desire, and also your personality number. Okay, so your name number is all derived from all of the letters of your full name at birth. So yours was number 11. Hey! Again, right? Which, I'm very consistent. So, so for your character and inner strength, you've got... Like, strength and tension as, like, kind of your I like that you did, like, pumpy arms. Yeah, pumpy arms. Your soul urge number, so again, your heart's desire, this is your inner ideals and hidden desires, is number three. The desire for creativity, independence, and connection with others. Oh, that does actually sound a lot like me. And then, and soul urge number is from only the vowels of your name. Okay. 
And then the personality number is all of your consonants. Okay. So that is describing the real value of your character, which is number eight, which is plenty of energy, sincerity, and authority. Mm. Mm -hmm. Also, I just realized that I have all the vowels in my name. You do. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to... Yeah, I am 30 years old, and I just realized that. Including they counted Y. Yeah, sometimes Y. Yeah, because my name ends in a Y. Yeah, yours yours popped up with a warning, and it was like, we're calculating Y's as vowels for this one. Cool. And I was like, okay. Um, for, (laughs) For me, my destiny number is three, which is my character and your strength is dexterity and adaptability. You would do well in a D&D campaign. I bet I would. Because <laughs> um, dexterity is the thing there, yeah, right? I think so. And adaptability <laughs> makes sense. I've had to adapt a lot. Like, I just have to roll with punches a lot. Punch, um, punch. Pew, from pew. the vowels, my heart's desire, which is, again, the inner ideals and hidden desires. You have a lot of A's in your name. I have s- my, my thing is a, ow! <laughs> <laughs> ow! Yours is the noise an ogre would make if it was trying to be scary. <laughs> for me, it's the desire for freedom, travel, expanding horizons, and changes. Okay. A-A-A-A-O-U-A. A a ow! <laughs> and <laughs> it's also the noise you make when you stub your toe. Ow! <laughs> um, and, and then my personality number is the consonants. 69. is number seven. Oh, but you're a seven somewhere else. Am yeah, I, I was also a, yeah, I was a seven. Sun, seven. sun or something? So my, my, yeah, there, there was a seven somewhere else. Okay. Yeah. We're very Which is the real value of my character, which is good imagination and overcoming obstacles, which yeah. again is the adaptability thing. Yeah. I do love seeing my name without... <laughs> Shkadern. Shkadern. <laughs> Shkadern is the sound when you drop a heavy book and it lands in mud. Shkadern is the I think what's funny is, like, my names are particularly short. Yours would actually, like, actually kind of sound like... Yeah. Yeah, it actually... Mine kind of sounds like my actual full name. I do like the way yours, your vowel one is. Because I have all the vowels. Oh, ay ay ay. Mine is like, you don't want to say ay ay ay, but you kind of want to say ay ay ay. Oh, ay ay ay. Or like that song, oh, ay ay ay. Those are my vowels. So to calculate your, your, your name, I went into a calculator that did it for me. But nice. basically each letter of your name, each letter corresponds with a different number. Mm-hmm. So, like, for example, my my vowels, when I said it was A-A-A-A-O-U-A, wow. was the numbers 1 plus 1 plus 1 plus 1 <laughs> plus 6 plus 3 plus 1, <laughs> one plus which one was plus one 14, one. which then goes 1 so plus five. 4 is 5. Yeah, nice. so it was that was pretty fascinating to look at. And sure. that one I got from, mo- most of the things I got were, was, again, that numerology.com. Nice. But I also looked at horoscope.com, which has a small, hor- like, numerology section. Yeah. And then AstroSeek, that's where I got the name numerology. I'll seek your astro. I'm, like, very curious now. I, like, want to look up, like, Jack's and, like, everyone else's. Everybody else's. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, who's full named? I did I the... Boobies and Newbies recently posted a thing where it's like you find out your elf name and it's the first letter of your first name and the month you were born in. And mine is Ham Toebells. Yes, I remember that. That was so funny. <laughs> I loved it. Sasha's is Pixie Toebells, which Pixie is Adorabelle. And Adorabelle. But and mine is Ham. <laughs> I yours was Ham. Ham. <laughs> and so I was like, who else can I do this? So I was like, I did my boyfriends. I did my mom's, my brother's, my dad's. I did his whole family's. I'm like, let's keep doing this. Gonna, Who else can I do I'm this for? Do I had a all, lot of fun. Actually, this would be a really fun thing again for the holidays. Calculate yeah. every family member's like there you go. thing and then tell them like their little like fortunes. Yeah. Like, Is your really weird fun. aunt talking about Trump again? Yeah. Say, hey, I calculated all of your vowels and that means this about you. So please stop talking while I talk to you about it. 
Yeah. Boom, everyone so, wins. Numerology.astro-seek.com. So you can enjoy your mashed potatoes without any sass. And then there's, you'll find, they have like a name calculator on that one. Nice. Yeah, or you can go, actually, oh, there it is. Uh, Name-numerology-online.com. It's in the episode description, probably. <laughs> it's in the episode description, but it's, <laughs> it's actually like really, really fun to do. So I recommend everyone do that. Yeah. Because it's just. It's it's silly. Yeah. It's, again, it's horoscope stuff. I love it because it's just this like <laughs> your I fun. love it was very Marge Simpson being like I just think it's neat. I just think it's neat. <laughs> or like a Long Island mom. Oh, like, you're so yeah. precious. But, I just want to eat you up. Yeah, it's just like a fun little thing to think yeah. about your character traits. There were a couple of times where I was like, yeah, I don't think so. Yeah. But at the same time, it's just like, huh? I wonder. Yeah, I was know? gonna say as always. We take the ones that are compliments, those are the true ones, and the ones that are negatives, those are the false ones. Yeah. Do that with your own, because <laughs> you're doing amazing and you don't need anybody telling you different. Calculate your numerology stuff, report back, let us know. My other 11s, holla at you, girl. Tweet, tweet at us, yeah. email us. Just talk to us. We love hearing from you. We see, get very excited. I was going to say, like, see what your compatibility is with the loved ones in your life. See if you have a chance with Sasha, because I apparently don't. So, like, fuck me, I yeah, guess. Yeah, now I, now I want to, like, go look up my fiancés. <laughs> you better hope check. that he's in there. <laughs> that's, that's, <laughs> what would you do if he also was at 11? You'd be like, ooh, fuck. Oh, shit. <laughs> that's, that's the thing when I've, I've been looking at stuff where it's like, are Libras compatible with other Libras? <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter what the internet says. <laughs> Literally, your the heart two tells of us, you. What, co-star, when we did both did our charts, it's, like, very similar to Jack. <laughs> and then it gets into like the parts where it's like the people who were born in 19 yeah. you know the thing is like very similar to Courtney hey <laughs> and Jack and Megan and the <laughs> <laughs> we're all the same and yet we're all different anyway this has been the numerology episode of Sweet Power hopefully you had some fun with it hopefully you're calculating all the numbers for the people that you're gonna have to see over the holidays if you have to go someplace for the holidays and there are some people that you maybe aren't tickled about seeing but you can keep them quiet because you're gonna be like you're being such a four right now. You don't even know. Let me tell you what that means. <laughs> and then it'll be a cute, fun thing instead of a thing where it's like, who gives a shit that I'm not married? I'm doing what I want to do. Or stop telling me to change jobs. I like what I do. Your, like, Nazi, nef- your Nazi son is your masturbating Nazi on the ba- toilet. Yeah, go see to your Nazi son masturbating in the bathroom to pictures of dead deer. Go see <laughs> Knives Out, you guys. Please go see Please go out. see Knives Out. So Genuinely, cool. again, they are not paying us. I wish we were getting Knives Out money. I would also accept payment and just, like, rubbing my face on the sweaters. Just, like, once. Nothing weird. You I know, just want to, like, feel it on I my face. Where I thought that sentence was going was rub my face on Chris Evans wearing the sweater. I would do that, actually. But I do that a I lot. I feel like they wouldn't let us do that. Whenever my Jack sweater. wears sweaters, like, he knows. The second he puts a sweater on, I'm like, is it soft? And, like, rubbing my face on him like a goddamn cat. <laughs> Jack bought a number of very nice knit, like, cotton like sweater type don't have him wear them around or whatever my face um and i've already stolen them and worn them to work (laughs) so like so he bought you a bunch of really nice basically i'm like marie condoing most of my closet and just taking taking his his clothes and wearing them to work meanwhile he's like i thought i had more clothes than this and they're all like in a pile (laughs) on my side of the bed you're like don't know what you're talking about no these have always been mine it's like i just i like all of your big soft grandpa sweaters with like a skirt and tights thank you boom my winter look bitch 
Tell us your winter look. Is it sweaters? <laughs> Can I rub my face on them? Not not anything weird. I just like soft sweaters. Let me it's rub not, my face on let you. Let me rub my face on you. Oh, oh. my God, you guys. <gasps> yes. Coming in. Oh. oh. Ooh, ooh, that's a good one. Ooh, I would take a nap on you. <laughs> but we're not compatible. Hey, it's Erin. And this is Jordan. Each week, we dig up the facts on fascinating felonies and mesmerizing misdemeanors. Join us as we prove that you don't have to know too much about the legal system to be crazy for a good true crime story. Subscribe to Crime Crazy on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. And visit us at crimecrazypodcast.com. He doesn't even go here. (laughs) 